0: Well, how are you feeling about Christmas? That is my question I want to ask you as we start off. I can remember as a kid having different feelings, different kind of emotions about Christmas. I can remember there were some years where I knew that it was just going to be this awesome experience and this awesome time with family because we as a family were doing good, and so it just would lead to this great season, and we would just have this amazing time all together. But being the youngest of six kids in a family, you can imagine that our family was well, we were often fighting. There was a lot of uh, sibling rivalry, there was a lot of arguments that would happen, and unfortunately, sometimes that would happen around the Christmas season. There would be this big argument that would spill out between uh, one of my sibling groups or maybe even between my eldest brother, because eldest people, you guys have a lot of drive, a lot of motivation, and it really butts head with other people that have a lot of drive and motivation in different ways. And that was definitely my oldest brother, Brian, and my dad. They would often butt heads. And I can remember being very young, being like in elementary school, and one year, that was the case. It was really, a really tough time for it to be Christmas. There was a lot of arguments going on, and and really, it kind of led to me, and and honestly, everyone just feeling like, do we really have to do this? (laughs) Do we have to get together? Can we not just... Go on. Can I not just continue to be in school? And it's kind of a sad thing, really, when I look back on it. But I think that's the case for everyone. We always have good and bad days. And, and just like that, we will also have good Christmases, and we will have hard Christmases, ones that we have to choose to love people through it. And I remember as that as that little kid going into a tough Christmas, not really sure how this was going to go. And I remember waking up on Christmas morning, and for some reason, after this one incident at the dinner table as we were eating breakfast, something happened, and it was back on the argument, picked right back up where it was, and the table quickly emptied as each of us just went our own directions trying to figure out how to piece this back together. And really in those moments, I remember one person who was always there for me, one person who always took the time to check in with me and make sure that I knew that I was safe, that I was loved, and that I was cared for. And, and really, my, my whole family did a good job of that, but my sister, above all else, was really that person. And that was true throughout my entire childhood. My sister would always check in with me and would always pull me close. And I remember in those moments of family fighting that my sister would be the one that I would run to, the one that would hold me close and loudly and boldly proclaim that I was loved and that I was cared for. So how are you feeling about Christmas? Is it going to be in your mind as you think about it and and really just take that moment and and really contemplate how it is going? Are you feeling that it is going to be a good Christmas? Or is it still kind of being burdened by the season? As I've asked people their plans for Christmas and and really how they're feeling about it, I, I kind of felt like I was asking a loaded question. Some people were really excited and they're really looking forward to visiting family and seeing loved ones and just really generally genuinely excited for the season, excited for that it is Christmas. However, others that I have asked were a little bit more reserved and and kind of looked at me and said I'm not really looking forward to it. It's I'm sure it'll be great, it'll be nice to have some time off, but really at the end of the day I'm it doesn't really feel like Christmas. And when I kind of asked why that was the case, I got kind of a mixed bag of reply of a reply. I heard that, well, there's just a lot of stress going into this Christmas. I'm, I'm wanting to see my family, but with COVID and everything else going on, I just don't know if that's a wise choice. I don't, I'm not going to be able to go and travel and visit my family that I really want to see I'm feeling incredibly isolated, one of my friends said. I just feel like this season has been tough, and I know that I'm not going to be able to see the people I want to see, and it just is increasing and compounding on this isolation that COVID has really brought I don't know about you, but COVID has really just brought this like great weight that I have been carrying, and I'm sure for you, you feel it too, of just black, <laughs> of unsureness and, and, and really just this pressure of trying to be safe, trying to be careful, and, and with that, not sure whether you should be visiting people that you really want to visit. Because what happens if the next morning you wake up not feeling well, was it delayed symptoms of covid or was it just a cold that happened it's tough this christmas season even though regulations have lifted a little bit and they're a little bit lessened i still feel that pressure as lara and i are making our plans to go down to lethbridge and visit family and before the regulations were lifted, we we had these plans, and we kind of go in, were going into it knowing that we weren't going to be able to see all our family at the same time. And, and even in that, the pressure of, but if we go, then other people can't go, and oh, just all that messiness that's in there. And this season can be hard for many reasons, for many different people. It can be a season where you're really remembering a loved one that isn't there anymore. It can be hard for the fact that you're just not near your family and that's really all you want to do is just be near loved ones so as we start this morning i really want to do kind of a heart check with you guys and really to kind of do a test to see where is your love tank at Because as we talk about love this morning, it can be easy to just talk about it and just have this be kind of an outside conversation without allowing it to come in and really settle in your heart, to not really contemplate whether we as Christians in particular are being a force of love in the world. Christmas is a great opportunity to love people because if we're honest, it's a time that we get to draw in with people and maybe some of those people we have ongoing arguments with. We have hurts that date back long times ago and we still haven't really resolved it and we are going into the season wondering, am I going to be able to see that person and be kind to them, let alone loving So I want to encourage you. I'm going to have some questions here that that will be on the screen. And and really, what I want you to do is you don't need to raise your hand. You don't need to necessarily talk with someone. What I really want to invite you into is just a moment of contemplation. A moment of reading these questions and, and really just trying to be honest, to do a heart check, this love capacity check, and say, God, where is my love at in this season? going into this Sunday, going into Christmas this week, where is my love tank at? Am I going to be able to love others? Do I feel loved? Because man alive, if we don't know that we're loved, if we don't feel love, it is going to be incredibly tough to love others. All right, that's enough preamble. Let's, Let's get into it here's this here's the questions i want to ask you and and again if you want to close your eyes i'll read them out to you Um, which is whatever you need to do to like really think about them and contemplate them i encourage you to take that stance so the first question is this have you struggled this week this last week have you struggled with anger Have you struggled with repeated negativity How are you doing with love are you are you struggling to love others How about loving yourself? Are you, struggling to, are you struggling to love yourself the way that God loves you? And with that, do you know, like actually know that God loves you and sees you as worthy of his love? Maybe one of those resonated a little bit more with you than the others. And if, if we're really being honest, we probably struggled at some level with each of these things. And that's okay. It's not about trying to be perfect. Christianity is not about being perfect. It's about a pursuit and and, and a closeness with God. Are you walking in step with God? Because if we're not in step with God, we are going to struggle with this stuff. We're going to struggle with anger. We're going to struggle with repeated negativity. We're going to struggle to love others because, man, if we don't know God, if we're not walking in step with him, we're not going to know the love that he has for us. And if we don't know that love, what love are we going to give to others? Our love is often fleeting and often failing. It is going to fall short. It is only when we know and are grounded in God's love that we can properly love others effectively. Guys, God loves you. On Wednesday, I feel like I said that probably 20 times to our youth. Because, man alive, do they need to hear that. And I think if our students need to hear that, we as adults need to be reminded of that as well. God loves you. Our relationship with God is not based on our performance at all. God loves you as you are and as we will continue to talk about he actually loved us when we were at our worst (laughs) so it's not about performance you are loved let me pray and then we'll we'll really get into the message today Heavenly Father I thank you for Sundays like this Sundays where we can talk about your love God Lord, for for some of us in this room, I I know through conversations that we are struggling with understanding that we are loved. And so, God, I pray for any individual that is struggling with knowing that you love them, God, that that would be the walk-away point today. That they would walk away knowing that they are loved by you, God. That they are accepted by you, God. And that you are constantly pouring out your love over them. God, I pray that for us that know that and and maybe aren't struggling with that as much, or, or even if we are, that we would continue along that path to understand that we are a vessel for your love in this world as well. That we get a partner with you in this ministry of sharing your good news to the world, of sharing love, your love to the world. Pray that we would all walk away knowing that we are loved by you, God, and that we can love others from that love. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. You are so loved, TCC. You are so loved. As Christians, Jesus says to us in John 13 verse 35, he he gives us this definition of how we are to be. He, He describes us and says, as my disciples, you are to be known by one thing, one specific thing above all else. And so as Christians, this is our defining thing. This should be our defining trait. As people talk about us and, and, and really say this is what this person is all about, as Christians, it should be love. Jesus says in John 13, verse 35, you will know that they are my disciples by their love. That love needs to be our defining trait. So as we talk about love today on our fourth Advent Sunday we are not talking about a small thing. We're talking about a big deal. And Christmas in particular, I feel like, is the season of love, and it's an opportunity for us to love even in the hard moments, even with people who are tough to love. Christmas for Christians, it, it, it can be easy to get caught up in the traditions. And again, traditions are a great thing. Gathering together as a family, sharing a meal together, giving gifts and receiving gifts, those are great things but as Christians, if that's all Christmas is about, we are missing it. We are missing the fact that as Christians, we got to celebrate and rejoice and remember that this season is the time that we get to remember that Jesus came down from heaven to this world to love us and save us with his love. That is why we celebrate and rejoice It is during this season that we celebrate that Christ came down from heaven and was born to a virgin named Mary. This act of love that God did is our best understanding. It is the truest definition of what love is and what love does. In 1 John 4.10, which we've already had read to us this morning, says that real love is found and discovered in God. So for us as Christians, our definition of love is God. He is love. Let's read this passage and and read a little bit more within the context of 1 John 4. They'll be on the screens, and and I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation. him how can we discover what love is we discover it in the originator of love love is god god is love you can use it either way and it is only when we know god that we know true love this is what john is saying to us in this passage and i think for us in in this modern day it is easy to confuse what love really is We can say that we love different things. We we love that that um, we love our sweater. We love this type of food. We can go on our social media platform and easily scroll through these whole list of things, finding a video or a picture or a text, and double clicking the screen, saying "I love this," putting out this heart emoticon. I love this. And we can share it with us and others and say, man, that cat is super cute. I love cats. They are awesome. And that's good. That's cool. That's awesome. But it's easy to lose the true definition of love when we are saying it constantly about other things. It, it, can, it can really degrade our understanding of love when we get to the Bible and read it in the Bible and it says God is love. And we're like, well, we know love. We know love. We we experience it regularly, and we have this emotion that is love all the time. And so, yeah, I understand it. But the love that we have for a video or a picture is also different than the love that we have for our family, right? The love that we have for our kids, if you're a parent, or for our parents, if you're a kid or for our siblings, or for our friends. That kind of love is very different than the love of a video, or the love of a food, or a sweater, or whatever thing. Those are very different. And in the same way that there is a difference between loving someone and loving a thing, there is also a difference of how God loves us, and even how we love others. That is completely different, and it is easy to miss that. Because if we're honest, our love for others sometimes can be very situational. If you do this, then I love you and I accept you. If you meet my criteria, then I can welcome you into my friend group and love you as a friend. And if we think that that is God's love for us, man alive, are we missing it? God's love for us isn't a situational thing. It's not, you need to do this to earn it. It is not performance based at all. And really, when we are loving properly, it isn't either. And we have amazing examples of that. Marriage being one of the grandest examples of love. A love between a husband and a wife is an amazing thing. And a reflection, not the true reflection, but a reflection of God's love for us. God's love for you isn't based on how good your week was on how well you did his love is always there it is rooted and grounded it is solid and the best part about it it is constantly coming and overflowing over top of you he is loving you each and every single moment even as you mess up and sin he is still loving you in that and he's saying i love you and he's really saying to us when we're in sin i love you don't stay in it anymore you don't need that for your life. It is bad for you, and you know that. Let me love you and pull you out of that. But his love doesn't change whether you're in sin or if you are walking close to him. He loves you the same. And that brings us really to our first point. True love, as John says in 1 first, in first John verse 4, love is only truly understood in God. God is true love. And we can experience it in a relationship with him through following him. That is when we can really, truly begin to understand it and experience it. Because as we draw close to him, that's when we're going to find out just how much he truly loves us. Because, man, he loves us in our brokenness. He loves us at our weakest. He loves us at our most failing moments. He loves us. So if love is best understood through God, let's look at how God loves us and therefore how we too are called to love others. True love accepts and meets people where they are at. It is only through encountering God that people's lives are changed. When we find out that we are accepted in our brokenness, when we are loved at our weakest moments, That is a powerful truth. It is a truth that speaks to our very core and center. When we find out that no matter how ugly we can get, that we are still loved, that ugliness seems to dissipate a lot more quickly, seems to lose its grip on us, seems to break in us. There is something inside us that changes when we know we are loved. I remember being a teen, and, and I was kind of... I don't know, I, I was different. <laughs> and like, I kind of had these moments with my parents that I'm sure I pushed them to the edge repeatedly, time and time again. And I remember after one argument with my dad, I, he was just getting fed up with me, and rightly so, because I was pushing all the buttons that I possibly could push. And he told me to go cool my head outside after a very big argument he said go outside and don't come back till your your heart has changed don't come back until your mindset is different we're not going to move past this go outside and i was like i ain't going outside you're going to make me go outside if you want me to go outside and he said all right <laughs> boop <laughs> and started moving me down the stairs outside and i got outside and i was just fuming i was so angry and I'm like, oh, I just want to hurt my dad. How can I hurt him? Because there's no way I'm going to touch him. Was, oh, my goodness. But what am I going to do? I need to do something. I need to get this anger out. I'm going to vent. And, and I went outside, and I saw his truck parked in the driveway. And I was like, I got it. Walked right up to the front of it, found the headlight, and just boom, glass everywhere. Didn't realize that that meant glass in my hand, and blood is going everywhere. <laughs> My dad heard the commotion and he came outside and just shook his head and said, let me grab a towel and let's pick that up. And by the way, you're going to pay for that. Literally, you're going to buy me a new headlight. Man, even in our brokenness, even in our worst moments, when someone loves us in that, and, my, and again, parents and, and people in general aren't perfect. We're, we're going to fail and mess it up. But man, there is a powerful truth. There is this situation that happens, this moment when someone sees us in our worst moment and loves us, it changes everything. God loves you in your most brokenness, in your weakness, in the moment when you are trying to hurt absolutely everyone because you are hurt. He still says, I love you. And that's our second takeaway. True love accepts and meets people where they are at. It is only through encountering God that people's lives are changed. God changes our lives when we know him and experience his love. Amen? Dietrich Bonhoeffer Uh, This amazing pastor who, who literally lived through some of the toughest moments in our history wrote this in his book, The Cost of Discipleship. Judging others makes us blind, whereas love is illuminating. By judging others, we blind ourselves to our own evil and to the grace with which others are just as entitled to as we are. If God loves us in our most brokenness, man, we need to do that for others. We need to meet people where they're at. We don't need to call them up to a certain level before we can love them. When people are hurting us, that is an amazing moment to share the love of God with them. To show them the love that we have received through Christ Jesus and say, even when you're hurting me, even when you're broken, I can still love you. I can still accept you and see you as who you are. You are a creation of God. You are his son. You are his daughter. And he has bought you with a price. Who am I to say any different? God loves you. And because God loves you, I will accept you as you are. Sometimes the hardest part of loving ourselves comes in that moment, too. When we are broken and when we are hurt and when we don't feel like people are loving us, it can be hard to feel loved. And and even in this COVID season where we are isolating more than ever, especially if you live by yourself, man alive, can it be hard to feel that love and to feel that God loves you, but man alive, does he ever love you so much. And it can be hard to love others when we don't know it. So the more time we can spend in God's Word, the more that he, he constantly will reaffirm to us that we are loved. As I was doing my study for today's message, I was going through passage after passage after passage after passage after passage. And I could keep going for a while. After passage... Um, about God saying that he loves us, that he loves his children, that he loves Israel, that he loves his disciples, that Jesus walked closely with them, that he forgave them for our sins and for their sins, and and how he just constantly is reaffirming that he loves us. If we want to understand God's love for us, be in his word. If you're struggling to see that you are loved, start reading the Bible. And I would encourage you, even as I was doing preparation, man, 1 John is good. 1 John is all about love, and and John, as he writes it, is just constantly flowing love to the reader. And guys, we are the modern-day reader that he is still writing to, that God is still speaking through John to us through. He loves you and we've already even had this affirmed through through uh, the prayer this morning but jesus loved us so much that he came down from heaven lived a perfect life that we could not died and paid our price for sins was in the grave and rose three days later all so that he could restore us back to him so that he could boldly and loudly declare that he loves you I found this amazing story that kind of kind of reframes this a little bit to understand God's love for us and the fact that God came down from heaven. I'll, I'll read it to you. It's on August 16th in 1987, the Northwest Airlines flight 225 crashed just after taking off from the Detroit airport. The result of this crash, ended up killing 155 travellers that were on the plane that day. Remarkably, even after the plane had crashed and bumped and landed on the ground five times, totaling the plane, flames shooting everywhere, there was still yet one survivor. A four-year-old from Tempe, Arizona, named Cecilia. When rescuers found her, they did not believe that she had been on the plane. That's how uninjured she really was. Investigators first assumed that Cecilia had been a passenger on one of the cars on the highway that the plane had crashed into. But when the passenger register uh, list for the flight was checked, there was Cecilia's name. Cecilia survived because even as the plane was falling, her mother had unbuckled herself from the seat and grabbed Cecilia, wrapped her in her seat, holding her on her hands and knees in front of her, wrapping her arms around her, and even in the midst of the turmoil of the plane crashing, she did not let go and would not relent protecting and saving her daughter in that moment nothing could separate cecilia from her mom nothing could separate that child from her parents love neither tragedy nor disaster neither the fall nor the flames that followed neither height nor depth nor life or death nothing separated cecilia from her mom I think as we read stories like this it kind of puts the context of god's love for us the fact that jesus came down from heaven into a more understandable kind of light god's arms jesus's arms are wrapped around you securely holding you and he ain't letting go no matter what trouble or turmoil may come he is there for you romans 5 verses 6 to 9 reads this when we were utterly helpless christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though some someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good but god showed us his great love for us by sending christ to die for us While we were still sinners, and since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. God loves you and sees you. And God's love, his true love, accepts and meets people where they're at, in their brokenness, in their flaws. And it is only through encountering God that people's lives changed. I ended up looking up Cecilia and, and her, her name, and I ended up finding a picture. I forgot to send it with my notes, but she is still alive. I think she's 38 or something like that. And you could just, like, read her story, and it's all over the Internet. I encourage you, if you want to find out a little bit more, go ahead and do a Google search. It's quite an amazing story, and there's a lot documenting it. It's a powerful reminder of how God loves us. So just as God loves and accepts us as we are, we too must love and accept others around us in their brokenness, in their weakness. But to do this, we really must realize that we are actually sent to go and do this, that this is our mission. This is what God has loved us and allowing us to do through that love. It is a partnership with God in this. Life-changing moments happen through love. And we got to be a part of that. What an amazing truth. So here's my point three and i'll kind of break it down afterwards but we are sent sent to bring about love true love which transforms people's lives i think we all know the great commission Uh, i'll throw it up on the screen here but God, when, when Jesus was leaving this earth after he had already uh, been crucified on the cross and had rose from the grave, he met with his disciples and he said to them, listen, here is what I'm calling you to do. Here is the command. This is what I'm commissioning you to do. This is you are now my hands and feet. Listen, I, I am calling you to go into the world and share the good news about how I love everyone. This is what I am tasking you with to do. And even as the disciples are followers of Jesus, guys, we are disciples and followers of Jesus. And that statement is true for us. We are called to go and love others. Jesus has commissioned you to be proclaimers in the world. To share his love now with everyone Each and every single one of us, it it, it doesn't matter what your title might be. You might be a teacher. You might be someone who works in an office. You might be someone who's doing hard work as you clean sidewalks and, and, and do whatever you do. God has called you to be on his mission, sharing his love with others. At your workplace, at your school, At your home, at your friend's house, your day-to-day life, this is your calling. I was sharing with the young adults on Thursday that I used to wake up, and and this is something I think I need to get back into the habit of, to be quite honest, but I used to wake up every morning and, and just say a simple prayer of, God, lead me today. Help me to love people that you bring in front of me. Help me to be about your mission this day. Lead me to saying the right thing in the right moment. God, this day is yours. I don't know why I, I stopped praying that prayer, but man, I think when I was actively praying this, I believe that God started using me even more. And so I'm committing to you, whew, uh, before everyone, that I'm going to start praying that each day going forward to the best of my abilities. I think when we understand that we're actually on a mission here that there is purpose to this life that we get to share the love that changed us and transformed us with others man what an amazing mission that we get to go on that we get to share the good news with anyone that we get to come in contact with because i know in my brokenness and my weakness how bad it was before god And I also know that on this side, with being in God, being founded in Him, following Him, and knowing that His love is there, whether I'm good that day or not, that He is constantly pouring it out, whether I sin and mess up, or whether I'm living the best day possible and loving people as effectively as I possibly can, His love is consistent. And He is constantly pouring it over me. Man, that that just changes my heart. That heals me for the moments when people are really, really mean, when people are really tough to love, that I know and I can experience that love in that moment from God, and that the love that I get to show others isn't my own love, because I, I, I can be really bad at loving others. I, I can be really short-sighted in my love to others. But man, it's, it's not my love that changes people's lives. It is God's love that changes people's lives. It is his love flowing through me that can really have the difference, that can really change people and, and, and have this transformation that we've experienced. So we need to be in God's word. We need to be with him and, and, getting, and have those moments with him where we can be filled up with his love to the point where we are overflowing so that when we're sent as we are sent each and every single day and each and every single moment that the love that is coming out of us for others, the love that accepts them where they're at, that doesn't judge them and doesn't make them try to earn this kind of love, just kind of just pours out of you because you're overflowing with his love. That's the love that people need. We can love people as best we can, but it's not going to change them. Might change a moment, might help them to feel good in that moment, but really it's God's love that will change everything. Man, it is only when we go outside of our, our little bubble that we can reach others with God's love. But it is tempting to kind of stay in that bubble, it is tempting to just know God's love for ourselves and not share it with others why because I think I think it's just easy to just know it ourselves and not share it but man we are we are sent God has commissioned you he has commissioned me to love others and being sent is a challenging task but man alive, if we can be agents for change in this world, if we can be proclaimer, proclaimers of God's good deeds, of, his, of what he's accomplished, if we can bring his love to the world, man alive, what a difference that can make in people's lives the same way that it's made this difference in ours. I think we all know this verse, John three sixteen to seventeen. Uh, at least John three sixteen, we probably have memorized uh, very well. But it's just a good one to know and to to really sink in as as we end this message. John three sixteen says this: For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Verse seventeen: So that everyone who believes in him will not oh, so this is still sixteen. Sorry. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. As Christians, we know the way of Christ. We know how to live it. We know how to live with Jesus, but others don't. People who don't know God don't understand that kind of living, the sacrifices that we need to make, and and we can't hold them to that account I think this is a hard thing to do for people who don't know jesus because we know it and we understand it and we know that we are called to a certain type of living when we live with jesus but we need to make sure that we're not passing that and casting that on others that we are loving them and meeting them where they're at let me summarize what we've talked about love is only truly understood in god god is true love True love accepts and meets people where they are at, and it is only through encountering God that people's lives, that our lives, have changed. Lastly, we are sent, sent to bring about true transformation that will affect people's lives to the very core. So my title for today's message was this. So what does love do? Love does what? What exactly is love about? Well, true love which is found in God alone, accepts, transforms, and must be shared. I'll say that one more time. True love, which is found in God alone, accepts, transforms, and must be shared. And just as Jesus was sent all that long ago in the form of a baby, God himself God, creator of the universe, the, the majestic one who rightly rules and reigns in heaven, the creator of us, he stepped down from his throne, came to the world, took on the very, very, very humble form. God, the creator, took on the form of a baby. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Jesus was a baby. He needed to learn how to walk. He needed to do all the stuff that baby does. He needed to be burped. He needed to do everything. That is God. God humbled himself and took the form of a little baby so that he could save us, so that he could share his love with us, a love that transformed us. And we get to partner with him and share that love with others. What an amazing thing that God is calling us to. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. And, and God, I thank you for your word. And Lord, even as we think about that, that story about Cecilia and, and God, how her mom protected her, God, you protect us. God, you love us through the bumps and the chaos of this life. And, and God, you hold us so close and love us in our brokenness and wickedness, in and our weakness, in our flaws. And your love doesn't change. It's the same, and it is constantly being poured out. God, I don't know how everyone's Christmas is going so far and, and how they're feeling leading up to it, but Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus that everyone would know that they are loved by you. That they would know it to their deepest recess of their being. That their identity would be rooted in you, God. God, you love us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a vessel for you in this world, to share your love, even in this season, even with people that might be a little bit harder to love, people that we have to make an active choice to love. Lord, that we wouldn't judge people, that we wouldn't try to make them jump through hoops to accept our love, but rather, God, that we would just use your love to share with them, a love that is unconditional, love that is not biased, and a love that changes everything. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.